Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. I'm your host, David Jennings, and in this session, we're going to be chatting with one of the only Repeat Summit guests. Uh, I deliberately selected a completely new lineup this year. However, one guest at our last event shared one of their internal systems, but it's not the system they're most well known for. Now, the man of the moment is Adam Houlihan, and he's the author of a couple of Amazon bestsellers. There's the LinkedIn Playbook and also social media secret source. And he's got just a real deep knowledge when it comes to business, having owned and run six companies himself, with his current business really focusing in on solving the problem that all businesses have, which is around generating more leads. And he uses a variety of different methods, but he's most well known for leveraging the power of LinkedIn. And he's even coaching me right now as we go through the process of ramping up my profile for the summit launch. So depending on when you're watching this and, and you saw the activity going on on my profile, Adam's work really has had a direct impact on that. So it's with great pleasure that I get to welcome back Adam to the summit. Thanks, Dave. And uh, it's an absolute honour to be one of the few coming back. Yes, by, back by popular demand. And I know in this session, we've got a lot to cover because you're really going to dive in on your system or your process for the way that you optimize LinkedIn profiles. So I thought maybe just to start, the best way is if you can just identify the problem that this particular system aims to solve and then, yeah, we'll just go through it step by step. Sure, love to. So, so yeah, it's a good place to start. Is the, you know, if, if I give you some numbers, probably will make it quite clear how big the problem is. Like currently there's around 630 million people on LinkedIn, but 95% of those profiles are not actually optimised correctly, which means that they literally don't even get found in searches. Uh, unless, you know, uh, I specifically know who you are, I could go and find your profile. But if like, nobody tends to search for Dave Jennings, they'll search for, you know, the solution they're looking for. And what you need to do is come up in that search. So the, the uh, what this process solves is exactly that so that you uh, understand fully what's required to optimize your profile correctly based on what LinkedIn deems to be properly optimized so that you start to show up in, in all those searches. And it's, uh, I almost like to think that you've magically timed your moment perfectly when it comes to the rise of LinkedIn because at the moment, you know, that platform's really exploding, but you've been on that space for so long. You're like, quite a deep subject matter expert. I don't know, just before we start, can you speak to any of the trends that you're seeing on LinkedIn as far as like rising engagement and just the higher adoption of that platform? Yeah, for sure. So, so the first thing is it, it's still one of the fastest growing, I'd go as far as to say it is the fastest growing platform for business um, uh, sort of use of social media. Uh, just three months ago, you know, I just shared with the number 630 million people on LinkedIn. Three months ago, it was 610. So 20 million new people uh, joined in the last few months. 
and that's just a normal level of growth. So what the LinkedIn definitely has been through is quite a few iterations over the years. I mean, if you think back to right to day one, where not many of us were probably active on it, but it was really just a place to have your resume and, and, and it was kind of almost like a job site. Today, it's really, and if you drew, if I drew a line in the sand as to where the real acceleration of LinkedIn started was probably when it was purchased by Microsoft. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, having now the, the might and power of the Microsoft backing, I mean, they paid $26 billion US dollars for, for LinkedIn. Uh, so clearly, they had some, um, some real um, plans around you know, where it was going to go. And, and where it's gone is it's really become a content platform. So you know, how you really leverage it best now is exactly what you're doing right now, starting to share really good quality content and positioning yourself as an authority in that space. And, uh, but the first part of doing that is, of course, your profile has to reflect what it is you do, who, who you are and who you serve. Perfect. So let's yeah, go through that step by step. How do we make our, our profile magnetic? Cool. Okay. So there's a number of steps, but the, the first one is, and probably the, what I would recommend to, to anyone that's uh, tuning in, is jump on either my profile or your own profile right now as you're, as you're listening and so you can see this in, in a visual form. But the very first thing you're going to see at the top is like a, uh, like a background banner. Uh, most likely, uh, the high majority of people leave that as just the placeholder that LinkedIn puts there, which is kind of just like this sort of blue background with a bit of a few lines and whatever through it. But realistically, this is the, the most visual part of your profile. Uh, so when people first click onto that, that link, this is the thing they're going to see first. So it's really a you know, golden opportunity to give a visual representation of what you're all about. Now, really what we recommend is there's three different ways that you could go about doing that. One is basically like a promotional banner. So you might be promoting a product or service or, or your company or whatever it is you do. So there's very clear outline as to you know, what you're all about. The other way, of course, is to um, position yourself as sort of kind of like a personal authority. So if you're a speaker, you might visually be representing that, you're showing an image of you on stage in front of a, an audience or, or, or something like that. It's what we call a hero shot. And the final way is, and which I think is one of the most powerful ways, is to just really in written form, in no more than two sentences, just clearly outline what it is you do and who it is you serve. You know, I'll give you some links to, to a few profiles that are doing this really well so, so people can go and, and actually see, see what that looks like. In my opinion, that's about the most um, powerful way to quickly get your message across. And it, it obviously allows people to just quickly go, yep, I'm, I'm into that, or uh, no, that's not for me. And, and it, just as an aside, I think that uh, a lot of people get uh, still caught up in the quantity over quality of connections. Uh, LinkedIn has actually got a 30,000 cap. You can only have 30,000 first-degree connections. And, you know, understandably, if you've got 500 right now, 30,000 seems unobtainable anyway. But I guarantee you, as you um, go through this process, your, your profile will get found in a lot more searches. So you want to be fairly strategic in, in who, you're, um, you know, who you're connecting with. So giving that visual representation is a very easy way of giving people the, um, 
the ability to understand whether you know you're a good fit to, to them and, and vice versa yeah perfect that that makes sense i think that's the first step really if it's almost like identifying your target audience when you're thinking about marketing you you do that right up front so that your message speaks specifically to that person and someone can say yep this is for me so uh, yeah i think some good tips there where, where do you move next so from there it's not not very far just uh, just over to you know if you're looking on desktop to the left which is your profile image that's the image of of you know yourself the biggest mistake I see is people look uh, using this to put a company logo or something like that. I mean, not that, that they'll likely do anything about it, but within LinkedIn's terms of service, it says that it actually has to be an image of yourself. But the reality is it should also be an image of yourself. And it should be a relatively recent image of yourself. The downside, if you don't, and, I, and again, I see this all the time, Give you a couple of examples um you know i had someone six months ago reach out to me and said hey adam i heard about you guys i'd love to have a chat and see if you know you can help us with our linkedin strategy and we decided to do that on zoom like we are now and of course i've got this image in my mind of this lady in her 30s and uh, when we connected on Zoom, it's uh, a lady in her 60s. <laughs> so, now, not that there's an issue with that, except that I was expecting something different. Uh, not so bad when they're reaching out to me, but if you're doing that in reverse, so you know, you're the one reaching out to people, uh, there's just this, it's kind of like an immediate disconnect. Almost uh, like a bait and switch. Yeah, exactly. It's just this kind of bit of distrust that, that gets created when that image is... is kind of not congruent with the profile and i see this on so many so many profiles the other one uh, you know is a personal example i had a face-to-face meeting with somebody was expecting a, a guy of a certain size to turn up and uh you know his his profile image was about 25 kilos out of date so again you know not an issue but the fact that i was just expecting something else you know and then this rather different looking individual turned up yeah so you know keep it uh, you know within a couple of years also keep in mind especially for one challenge we have with one of our clients is she constantly changes the color of the hair and uh it's, it's so we've got to keep updating a profile image because you want to keep that congruency but uh, but apart from that all i would say is that the other thing is you know you want to have that a really clean background you know no uh like what you'd see in my background now with an image in the in the background and whatever you don't want any of that you just want the profile image you know head and shoulders as a maximum and if there's any sort of focus you'd have the focus on the eyes you know the eyes being the window to the soul so to speak that's the thing that attracts people and as humans you know if we could heat map a linkedin profile if we can't but if we could i guarantee you that the thing that uh, be the most viewed would be that profile image and that background image. Uh, yeah. I probably find eighty percent of the you know the uh, the first um, interaction with that profile would be those. Yeah, makes sense. All right, what's the next part we optimize? Uh, yeah, if we just keep working down underneath that is what they what we call the professional headline. So it is something where you can decide what to put in there. However, if you don't put anything in there, LinkedIn will just import the your current position description. So whatever title you use there will get imported and put there so there's something there. But I would highly recommend that you think that through as to a more powerful way to use that. 
And how that is, is one of two things or a combination of both. This is an area when a profile is properly optimised that LinkedIn is using to decide where to show you in searches. So one or two really strong keywords up in this area is very, very powerful. Again, if you looked at my profile, you'll see it says uh, something like uh, LinkedIn expert, uh, best-selling author, the, the type of things that I would want to be found for in searches. And then you can have that, you know, like we were talking about in the um, you know, potentially up in the profile image or the background image, I should say, is a, a, just a quick little outline of, of who it is you serve. So uh, this area is limited to 150 characters. So you've got to be succinct and, and on point. But uh, I'd highly recommend that you at least, at the bare minimum, use a few keywords for, for search purposes. When it comes to search and them interpreting profile, that's obviously one of the key areas. Would that be one of the strongest ranking factors as far as seeing the wording in, in that particular area? Yeah, absolutely. A lot, a lot of people think they have to put a lot of the keywords into their actual profile, like the summary or position descriptions. Mm. It does help, but they're very much secondary. There's three areas that, that LinkedIn uses the most. This is one of them. The uh, second and third we'll get to as we, we go down the down the, the chain, so to speak. But yes, it is uh, uh, definitely for search purposes, very, very important to put something there. Yeah. All right. Well, then as we head down that chain, what's the next area we focus on? So next is your actual summary. Uh, now, the summary section is optional. So again, a lot of the mistakes I see people make is not actually even have one. So you do have to go into the settings if you haven't activated and, and select, yes, I want to put a, a summary. Now, the summary is the first part that people are going to get to of your profile where there's any written information about you. So uh, it is very, very important to have it there. And it's very important to make it very compelling, mostly about yourself. You know, in normal terms, we're talking about, you know, that marketing should be not about ourselves. But in this case, there should be a degree of, uh, you know, and when I say about yourself, I mean, you know, what, what is it that motivates you to do what you do? You know, what is it you're great at doing? You know, what's your, you know, what's your claims to fame? Like, what, are you, what are you known for? These sort of things. There's an actual, uh, which you know, we'll share with everyone at the at the end. There, there's an actual sort of like a, a process that we we recommend step by step to to do that. And this is this area is limited to two thousand characters. So everything on LinkedIn works in character counts, not word counts. So two thousand characters. It's a ballpark two hundred and fifty words, depending on how big a words you use. Uh, but so again, it's it, an opportunity to let people delve into, you know, the person behind the the, uh, the profile, so to speak. So so that's the, it's very important that you make sure you do have the summary and that you write it very much in the first person. Uh, again, the, uh, often I see people doing it in the, in the third person, which is uh, it's almost like putting a barrier between you. It's, it's not like a one-to-one conversation. It's uh, third person is uh, uh, very impersonal and... and uh, doesn't work well in in this scenario yeah broad brush strokes that structure not necessarily huge detail are there some key things you want to have in there i'm you know i'm imagining some sort of hook at the start you'd also want some sort of call to action near the end potentially Um, in broad brush strokes what are some of those key components yeah so it's 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 basically it's 
your name, uh, what we call claim to fame. So, yep. you, know, you know, if you looked at mine, it'll say, you know, author of three Amazon best-selling books or, you know, whatever it is, uh, an insight. So, you know, what's your insight into, you know, whatever it is you do? So in my case, it says, it says something along the lines of, I'd like a dollar for every time people ask me, you know, what's the value of being on social media? And it is you get to stay in business. So that's kind of like an, an insight. Then you go into basically the you want people to be able to connect with what it is important to them. What and what is important to them? Number one is they want to get a problem solved. That's what they're actually looking for. So you want to outline your understanding of that market's problem, mm. and of course how you go about solving that problem. So the problem it is, and the, the your solution to that problem is part of that framework. From there, we'd like to move into a bit of, bit of a, your personal why. Like why is it you get up and do what you do every day? And then, if, like you said, the last thing always is a call to action. The call to action can be as simple and as uh, connect with me here on LinkedIn. Yeah, that, yeah, that simple. Uh, but yes, everything should always end with that call to action. Yeah, perfect. All right, and when we're moving down this profile, what's the next area you like to focus on? Yeah, so after the summary, then uh, we get to the position description. And this is where you outline, albeit it's called a position description, you can actually put whatever you like there. So what I believe is the best way to do it is is to put a bit of an outline of, of what your business is all about. Now, if you are a a team member of a particular business, then you might have two. You might have one that's about the business itself and one about the, the role it is that you, you uh, do. But for generally purposes in, say, lead generation, we're not really too concerned about what the individual does. It's what the business does. You know, what's the, you know, what's the reason for that business existing? The personal, not, not the personal why, but why does the business exist? Like, what's the big thing in this world that, you know, your business is here to solve? Uh, and of course, another call to action at the end, but that call to action would be different. So it might, you know, it might be to visit my website, or it might be to book a one-to-one call, or you know, whatever it is. There could be multiple forms, but there should only be one. So, at these points too, you can also put uh, what they call media links. So they're like links to a website or links to a landing page or things like that. So it is quite good to have a visual representation of a, of a, a next step. So the call to action could, again, be just as simple as uh, click on the link below to do whatever it is that you know, you'd like people to do. So that's the uh, – and, again, you have another 2,000 characters of text here. So it's an opportunity to go much deeper than the, where the summary was mostly about you and, and what you stand for position descriptions about the business and what the business stands for. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned about the links. Are they uh, adding media links? Are they active links like yes. that can be clicked and then open? Because I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, in the description right at the top, that's it's all text. Correct. Yeah, well, like, under the summary, you can put uh, links as well. And again, a mistake I often see is people put the link to their website in the written part. And of course, because they're not clickable hyperlinks, someone would literally have to copy and paste that to a browser as opposed to the media link where they can just click on that and go straight to your website or straight to your, um, you know, your sign-up page for your webinar or whatever it is that um, you know, is that next step. Yeah, makes perfect sense. All right. And then so we move down now underneath the position description. 
actually we're still in the position description, but this is the second area where LinkedIn uses for those searches is the title that you put here. So again, lots of people use something like uh, owner, general manager, CEO, uh, whatever they may be. And that's fine, except that if I'm looking for a solution to you know, business systems, I'm not going to do a search saying I'm looking for the CEO of a, a, a business that uh, does systemization. I'm going to use the term you know, systems or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very much more valuable to put a keyword again here. Like again, if you looked at mine, there's virtually nowhere on my profile. I'm, I'm the profile. I'm the CEO of our company, but almost nowhere will you see that term used because it's just a redundant term. The, in my position description, you'll see, it'll say, social media strategist and LinkedIn expert. So I'm using. I'm, I'm actually getting two keywords in there. So it's far more valuable to to again, like the the section we talked about at the top in the professional headline to use a couple of those strong keywords instead of uh, CEO or general manager or also terms like um, that I see a lot like uh, uh, chief inspiration officer. Great title, love it. It's fantastic for an email signature or on your business card or, or anything like that, but completely redundant because nobody's going to search for that, that term. So use it more around a strategic keyword play than, than anything else. Yeah, I like this because it's about finding that intersection between what we know LinkedIn is using to get our profile out for as many searches as possible, but then also thinking the usable land on this profile as well and making sure that we're sort of engaging them as much as possible. So what's the next section after that? So the next section down, again, we're getting back into these ones that are optional to to put on there. But one that you definitely need to put on there is around your education. If you don't put it there. You can't get your profile to what is called all-star. All-star just means that you've you've activated all the sections that LinkedIn want you to activate to then show you in searches. Some of them are optional, but some of them are absolutely necessary. Education is one of them. Now, the thing is that, um, you know, if you haven't been to university or, or whatever, it's fine. I openly tell you, I got thrown out of school in year 12, asked never to come back and, uh, you know, hasn't kind of affected my life, but, uh, but I'm not going to put a failed year 12. So, you know, so if you go on mine, you'll, I put mine as, uh, as a course I did called the key person of influence. Yeah. Um, one that I see often used is, you know, a student of life or, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter if you've done sort of a, a TAFE course or, or anything you like doesn't really matter what you put there. The key thing is you have to put something there. Uh, you can't get the all-star ranking if you don't have it there. And, of course, if you have, you know, completed some form of degree or whatever, well, this is the area where you want to outline that more so than, you know, again, I see a lot of people putting in the professional headline, you know, a whole bunch of uh, letters and whatever that are you know, that uh, you get when you do a degree at, at university it's just not that's not the place to use them down here in the education place is the is the section to use that um question as well to go back to the position description above and we're thinking about potentially holding different positions is that something that you advise like does it become a resume listing out all of the things that you have done or is your preference to focus in on the roles most relevant to whatever you're currently promoting or working in 
It's a good question. So it depends on how you want to use your profile. So you know, if it's something where, you know, a lot of years of experience in multiple roles would uh, would be of value to people to know, then by, by all means, you would you would list some of those roles. The other thing I think often people go too far, they go back to the paper job they had as an 16-year-old kid, you know, you don't need to go back that far. But uh, only include them if the person you're trying to connect with would would see value in knowing about that if, if that makes sense yeah uh, personally i think you know in the majority of cases where we're talking about business owners and we're talking about lead generation the more valuable use of that area will be to keep it very very clear about the company and potentially about a product or service so you can have a second one if you go online you'll see i've got multiple ones there where i'm actually outlining products or services that we supply totally okay to do that and uh, much more valuable than, as you sort of said in the intro, I've had like, you know, owned or run six businesses, but my days as the general manager of an organic skincare company don't hold much sway to you know, being you know, what I do in, in LinkedIn these days. So you won't see that on my profile. Um, one other little tip, and it's not, so, well, maybe it is around the optimization. I saw you'd mentioned in one of your, your Facebook groups, actually, was around when you do make that update, everybody knows when you add a new position in there. So it can be a great way to launch a product or service. It pops up in people's feeds, and it's very easy for them to like that new position update. And then that creates an opportunity to engage as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it used to be that any update you made on your profile, LinkedIn would notify your entire first degree network. And of course, that became quite uh, annoying. <laughs> so, and then they, they did give you an option to turn that off if you wanted to. Now they don't do any of that unless you actually are uploading a new position description. That is a time when they will notify your entire network. And as you say, there is a little way of using that uh, very strategically to um, to get uh, something new or whatever out in front of uh, a, a target audience. Uh, it's something we do when we're running our webinars every 12 weeks. We'll upload a position description that's kind of about the webinar. Uh, yep. And so we get visibility onto that to you know, thousands of people. Yes, yeah. And we use that same strategy when we launched uh, at the podcast as well. Yep. So that was... Um, all right, so then we kind of move down. We're, we're now underneath the education component. What's the next step? There's another section there that, again, is optional. However, if it is relevant, I would add it, which is around any form of volunteer experience. There is some data shared from LinkedIn about uh, how much more attractive a profile is if you're involved in any form of community sort of community type uh, projects. So if you, as I said, you don't, you don't need to add it if you're not, but if you are, then it's definitely something worth putting on there. So in mine, I have, you know, about uh, you know, my involvement with uh, buy one, give one that, that you would know yeah. about. So something like that is perfectly fine. You know, you might just do uh, some volunteering work at uh, Christmas time or whatever. That's fine. Just, you know, whatever it is, if you have any sort of community sort of involvement, by all means, add that, add that in there. Yeah, perfect. And then we're almost coming up to the very tail end of that profile now. What's what's the last couple? So the the uh, next one that's really important is around your skills and endorsements. Again, you can turn this off or on. I highly recommend that you have it on because this is the third area that we were talking about that LinkedIn uses to show you in, in searches. 
Now, you can have 50 skills and endorsements, but the top three are the critical ones because they're the only three that will show on your profile without somebody wanting to, you know, go and look further and click into that and open, open that area up. So those three, the first three, should again align back up with, we're talking about the professional headline and the uh, job title. Mm. So you should reuse those, those ones in those uh, first three there. And don't, you don't have to think of them like skills. Just think of them purely like keywords because that's what LinkedIn uses them for. Now, there used to be a train of thought that these were a complete waste of time and it didn't matter how many you had, LinkedIn sort of limited it at uh, like 99 plus. So once you got sort of endorsed those skills uh, more than 100 times, it didn't show it anyway. But the, the reality is if you look on your mobile phone, on uh, there, you'll actually see the true count. If you look on desktop, you'll only see the 99 plus. But the reality is they are counting. And the more you get endorsed for those, those top three skills, the more that tells LinkedIn that people do deem you to be someone of um, prominence, the word I'm going to use, within those keywords. And so they are more inclined to show you when people search on those terms. So it's so very, very important to have them there. And very, very important to actually get people endorsing you for, for those skills. A bit of a selfish question on, on that one. Is it worth doing any sort of pruning in there at all? Like for my profile, uh, obviously we have quite an experience in the digital agency and, and really stepping out of that and, and doing a lot more in the systems space. Um, is it worth me doing pruning in there or leaving it? The top three, as I said, are the most critical. So you'd want to make sure them, those three for you are all about you know, systems-based business now. You can have up to 50. So by all means, if, you know, if you've got ones there that are, were, were more about um, other things that you're involved with, you, I, I would leave them there, but I would probably move them. They're all configurable as to where you place them. So I put them yeah. more to the bottom than, than the top. Yeah, Perfect. All right, and then what's next in the chain? All right, so the next thing that uh, we talk about is the uh, there's a section that allows you to get or give recommendations. Again, uh, you know, if you want a really high, highly prominent profile, you have to have some recommendations from other LinkedIn users. Uh, it's not something I'm, I'm suggesting you want to go and gamify or anything like that, but you know, for example, if say I was looking at your profile, which looked pretty good, and someone else who did something similar, and you had 20 recommendations from previous clients saying how amazing your product and service was, and the other one had none, well, immediately the, the authority transfers to you. So, so it is somewhere where we want to have, I always say to, to our clients, let's, let's aim to just get at least 10. It's not something we need to be constantly, I, I do see people who, go out just trying to get more and more of them it's far better to get them organically but in the in the early days you, you know it's only a matter of like reaching out to people you've worked with like for, for yourself for example there would be plenty of people that you know you've worked with if you gave them a phone call and said uh, hey adam look i'm doing some work in my profile we're talking to this, this dude who reckons he knows what he's talking about and he said i've got to get some recommendations would you be open to doing that now they're all 90% of them are going to say yes. yes. Uh, and then you can go onto their profile and literally send them a link to be able to do that. So I highly recommend just, just doing that. 
they only have to write two or three sentences and, 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 um, and you're done. Yeah, perfect. That makes sense. Um, and it's the same with when you're thinking about your website. I think of there are a lot of these different like authority and, and trust factors that you can put on your website. And the aim of the game is just to get as many of those as you can. Some people like to see more trust factors before they really connect with someone. Some people just need to see less. So you, you're better off putting as many of the trust factors up there as possible and then that just gets you to really stand out to someone who's looking for the product or service and that's really what you know filling out the profile about and becoming an all-star on LinkedIn is about it's kind of showing them that you're putting your best foot forward on the platform yeah exactly that's exactly what it is all right what's next so the next one is again there is a section that is optional but i'd highly recommend that you add it which is believe it or not around language <laughs> what languages you speak mm. now a lot of people think oh well i just speak english so you know why would i put that there but again this is something linkedin does look for in how it shows you in searches and it's a requirement to get that all-star ranking so so it's definitely something that uh, even if you just speak english just put English. If you if you speak a second or third language, by all means, add them as well. Even if you know you had just an elementary understanding of those languages, I would definitely you know add a second or third one uh, as long as it's relevant. But the key thing is, even if if English is your only language, add add English as a, as a language. Yeah, perfect. All right, and then uh, I think are we. Close to the end. The only final part is again, it's not it's not a critical part, but yep. I, I believe it has value. Is to at the very bottom of your profile, you'll see a section that allows you to sort of link with some what's deemed LinkedIn influencers. These are people sort of like uh, Richard Branson, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Ariana Huffington, these, these type of people. So if you do kind of follow those those type of people. All you've got to do is go to their profile. You won't be able to connect with them because the, that section will be disconnected, but you can follow them. Once you follow those people, then they will show up in this section as um, you know influences that, that you sort of admire. You can also do it for particular companies or whatever. So I'm not saying you've got to go and have 10 or 20 or 30 of them in there, just, just a few. Uh, so a few few influences that you follow and a few uh, companies that you, know, you might... Um, you know, you might be inspired by Nike or Apple or whatever. So, you know, just go and follow their pages and they'll, they'll show up there. Yeah, perfect. And I think, I mean, this really has just become quite an easy cheat sheet or a system that you'd go through. You only really need to apply it once through to your profile to increase the, the prominence that uh, that profile then has across the LinkedIn platform. So I'm just thinking, I know... Adam, we're just sort of scratching the surface with your different strategies and techniques. And this really is kind of step one. Then we move into needing to be producing great relevant content and getting audience to engage in that. And, and there's lots of different strategies on that. So I don't know if there are any final points you wanted to make about the profile and then, yeah, the best place for people to go to find out more about your work. So, yeah, just the, so the final thing to say is, if, as you just pointed out, Dave, if, if you do that, it is a once-off set, almost set and forget. It's it's once it's done, you your profile's optimised, and unless you make a dramatic change in something you're doing, then there's no need to go and tinker with it anymore. But it immediately will put you in the top five percent as opposed to the bottom ninety-five percent. So just that simple, you know, immediately puts you at the the top of the tree because the high majority of people don't actually do this. 
So uh, that, that's, again, just getting back to the why and why this is so important. Uh, clearly then, of course, you're then going to start to see that LinkedIn's showing you in more uh, searches. You're going to be getting more connection requests. Uh, so the magic starts to happen almost within sort of two weeks. And you know, understanding that you've done this work on, on your profile. As far as uh, if you wanted to connect with us uh, right now, probably the best way is just on my personal website, which is adamhoolahan.com. And it links off to all the free stuff that we have, all the all the uh, programs that we run and uh, webinars and things that we have. So I'd go there. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you again for, yeah, just always being generous with your time and information. I know you look very helpful. Just when you think about where LinkedIn is right now and whenever you're on the web, it's all about trying to find these rising tides because, you know, all boats float on a rising tide. If you can get in front of a trend as it's going up, you just need to be a little bit better than everybody else is doing on the platform and then it becomes very easy to stand out. And that's that's what Adam's work is is best at focusing, making you stand out and more prominent on the p- platform. So again, a big thank you for your time and insights, Adam. My pleasure, Dave. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.